Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. All right, welcome into the Leaning into Leadership podcast. This is episode number four. Super pumped up for this episode, folks, because this is the first one with me hosting a guest on this podcast. And I really thought long and hard about who I wanted that first guest to be. There's so many incredible people, so many amazing leaders that I want to have on this podcast. And over time, hopefully I can get all of them here. But my first guest is someone that I had an incredible opportunity to work alongside during my time as a superintendent. We come across people every once in a while who bring this incredible energy, who no matter what, and you'll hear him talk about it in the podcast, how sometimes people call Alex Pollyanna. Sometimes they just bring this energy that is so infectious and you can't help but get caught up in the moment and really be inspired by that person's presence. Dr. Alex Carter, for me, is one of those people. I met Alex a number of years ago through the work he does at the Colorado Education Initiative. Alex is currently the Vice President of Implementation for CEI, which is Colorado Education Initiative for short. And the work at CEI Alex was doing that I got to partner with him on was directly related to increasing relevant learning for high school students, specifically exposure, experience in the workplaces. The Homegrown Talent Initiative that Alex was leading was done with a number of districts across the state of Colorado, and I was fortunate enough to lead that work in West Grand School District. Alex, prior to being at CEI, was an educator for 20 years. He was a teacher, he was a principal, he was a superintendent. Alex is a Millican Award winner and just truly an inspiring individual. I hope you enjoy listening to Alex Carter on today's episode of the podcast. So let's get started. All right, Alex, thank you so much for being on the Leading into Leadership podcast, man. It's it's great to see and great to catch up with you. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to be here and it's great to see your face. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. So those of you that are uh, listening, of course, on the audio side, just just know that Alex and I actually do get to see each other today, which is which is wonderful. And um, and, and actually, you know, you and I go back uh, a number of years to uh, my time as a superintendent in Colorado and work together on some some different initiatives and that kind of thing. So um, obviously, I know a lot about Alex Carter, but maybe for the listeners to the podcast who don't know you, maybe just share a little bit about you know your background, who you are, what you're doing, where you live, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, so I, I'm a lifelong educator. I uh, started kind of about 20, 26 years ago uh, as a teacher, a history teacher in Virginia, and taught there for nine years, and transitioned into the the uh, front office uh, assistant principal principal, and had an opportunity to move out to Colorado uh, in 2007 to take over a small school district, uh, high school, uh, Telluride and ski ski country, uh, and and did that for for four years. 
took a, a brief stint into the private sector, trying to think uh, about uh, online learning, um, and then had an opportunity to be a superintendent in a uh, smallish school district in southwestern Colorado, which was uh, really great, Montezuma Cortez School District, serving um, uh, a really cool population, about uh, uh, about 40% white, like historical ranching community, about uh, 20% um, longtime Hispanic community, and 30% uh, Native American um, split between the Navajo and Ute Mountain Ute tribe. So it was a really cool opportunity, um, 20 years in, in public education. Then I joined a nonprofit in Denver uh, named the Colorado Education Initiative about six years ago. And we serve about 50 of what we consider to be the most innovative school districts in Colorado. So that's what I've been doing now as the vice president of implementation. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, so we were talking uh, just before we came on uh, to record the podcast about um, right now, it's just, it's a really tough time to be a leader. You know, there are so many stories uh, from around the country right now of, well, you know, whether you want to call it, you know, a school board going rogue or, or flipping in one direction or, or whatever the case may be. Um, there's a lot of noise and a lot of pressure on leaders right now. I know, you know, being a superintendent in the pandemic, um, let's be honest, I learned more about virology and um, quarantine and, you know, all of these things that even though actually I, I was a biology major, I, I should never know as much as I know about virology as a school leader, but that's what our school leaders are faced with right now. Right. So, right. you know, what, what are you seeing and hearing from, from school leaders that, that you work with, you know, one, what are they struggling with? And two, how are they staying positive and, and leaning into leadership during this really tough time? Yeah. It, I mean, it is a tough time. As you just said, it's, uh, I don't think there's ever been a time in our history where schools are under more pressure and and uh, and and the the front lines, the teachers are under a lot of pressure. And then, uh, of course, the pressure mounts as as you continue um, getting to smaller and smaller groups of people, like principals and district leaders and superintendents are the ones that are probably under the most extreme pressure. And it's uh it's been brutal. It's uh and it's been 20 months now. Um, or geez, now I guess we're at 22 months that we've been dealing with this. I was actually with you the week before we shut down, Aaron. Um, yeah. And uh, and and even on you know that was like March 9th and 10th. We weren't really even talking about. We were talking no. about it, but we didn't see it yet. And no, then, there's no way we saw this happened. coming. That's right. And then, and then all of a sudden, everyone had to become really quickly expert in things that they weren't actually trained to do. Um, and that's a that's a tough challenge. And and so I think it's a first. First of all, it's important that we we take a step back and we say it, this is the hardest period to be a leader in schools. And you know what? This might sound a little Pollyanna, but I think about like which which. which you remember the generals, Eisenhower, uh, Omar Bradley, Patton, um, Colin Powell, Norman Schwarzkopf. Why, why do we remember those guys? We remember them because they were leading in the hardest times, right? They Absolutely. were leading in tough times. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there were terrific generals um, in, the, in the 80s, but I don't know any of their names. You want to know why? Because it was a pretty, uh, I don't want to say easy, yeah. but, it, but there wasn't yeah. a tough time. It was a so lower stress time, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so I guess as a leader, why don't we just say, you know what, this is a time to shine. This is the time to, to dig in. 
and to and to say, you know, I'm going to make a mark as a leader. Um, this is when they need me the most, and this is my opportunity to be to be great. So um, it, it's it it is a it's a it's a different perspective, right? Saying, okay, this yeah. is it. Um, I've got, uh, let's say as an educational leader, I might have a lifespan of 10, maybe 20, maybe 30 years. Well, these are going to be the years that are, uh, that I'm going to remember as my hardest times and maybe my greatest times to shine. So that's one thing I would say. And I talk to leaders about that all the time. It's like, all right, this is it. Like, this is your time. The second thing, and I had a colleague this morning, I was on a, a facilitation that we were doing with a number of schools and districts. Um, that are focused on trying to create a social emotional ecosystem for their students and staff. And, and he started and he was talking about the difference between happiness and joy. And, and it really moved me. He said, you know, happiness um, is a great feeling, but it's fleeting. It's like you're happy or you're unhappy and happy and you're unhappy. So it's like a, it's a, it's a good emotion. It's a good feeling, but it goes pretty quickly. Um, but joy is something that is more uh, it's deeper and it lasts longer. And, and joy is a more, it's a more subtle feeling than happy, but it's also something that sticks with you. There, you know, there's happy and unhappy. There's not joy and unjoy. There, it's just joy. It's just kind of yeah. something that hangs with you long. And, and he really was talking to the leaders of those schools that are building those social emotional ecosystems. And he said, Hey, where are you finding joy in your job right now? Where are you finding that kind of that, that thing that fills your cup back up? Um, that, that gives you that lasting feeling that what you're doing is important and meaningful and good. And, uh, and he was really encouraging people to take a moment to reflect and, and look for the, the opportunities to find joy, because joy will carry you further than happiness. Happiness right now might not be, uh, I doubt those generals, uh, Eisenhower thought about happiness a lot when he was plan, you know, planning D-Day, but he might have said, you know what, I'm, I'm looking for joy in the job. I'm looking for opportunities to know I'm making a difference and that uh, I'm perfectly positioned to have an impact. So uh, that's the second. Thing. And the, the last thing that uh, I talk to uh, leaders about is this is the time to focus and simplify, you know, um, uh, pick a few things that you're going to do really well that you think are the highest leverage and highest impact things and do those things and let people know, I don't have time to do these other things because this is, this is crunch time. So I, I guess those, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. That's what I, I talk about when I, uh, when working with my leaders. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's super, super important. You hit on so many great points right there. Um, and I was madly scribbling notes uh, as, <laughs> as you were talking. So it may be kind of work in reverse on that. Um, I think it's really critical. And I, I love how you said that. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm going to say this before, before I lose it in, uh, in my stream of thought here. Um, not Pollyanna of you, just Alex Carter of you. I mean, it is, is really the truth, you know, for, for those who know Alex, it's not Pollyanna. That's just Alex. It's, you know, you're, that, I think that's why you and I get along so well, because you are so very much the looking for the positives in, in any given situation. And of course I'm that way too. So, um, but you know, when, when you talk about streamlining, you know, or just pick one or two things you're going to be really good at and just stay focused on that. I think that's a great message, not only for leaders, but for leaders to then carry forward, carry that forward to, to your people that are right there on the front lines, to your teachers. Don't try to do 500 things. And if as a leader right. right now, you're one of the leaders who has 10 or 12 different initiatives going on, just stop it. Just, just stop it. Find those couple of things and then tell your people, 
here's what we're going to focus on. Let's just be good at this. Cause I know I hear, I hear it across the country right now. People are exhausted. You know, they're, I, I talked to a group in, in Michigan in October. It's one of my favorite stories of this year so far. Uh, day before Halloween, I'm speaking to this group and uh, middle and high school staff. And I mean, Alex, they look like they had been run over and wonderful right. principals. I mean, great people. Yep. But I said to them, you know, you guys look spring break tired and it's not even Halloween. And they started laughing and they couldn't stop laughing because I think there was so much truth in it. So right. having that message carry forward to leaders, I, I hope people listen to what you just said there. Simplify it. Pick one or two things you can be good at and just just focus on that, because I think that's important for our teachers. Um, I know you, you said, you know, the pressure on teachers is greater than it than it ever has been. Not just, I guess, from my opinion, not just from a critique standpoint, but talking to a high school principal this morning in Nevada, he talked about how his teachers and his students are like in, on, on two different trajectories right now. And a part of it is the teachers have this in their head. And I'm curious, I'm leading to a question here. I'm curious if you're seeing this too, teachers feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so much they didn't get in the last two years. We've got to catch up. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about learning loss. I hate that phrase. Um, I don't think it exists. I think we learned something new. I don't think we lost any learning, but are you seeing that and hearing that when when you're talking with leaders and when you're working with teachers, are, are they feeling that? Oh my gosh, there's so much kids have to do. Absolutely. The the thing I hear more than anything else is they're overwhelmed by the complexity of their jobs right now. They, their jobs have always been complex, but with these added elements of um, having a, a sub shortages, having to cover other classes. And then I reflected on, as I was a teacher, the thing I hated the most is makeup work. And, and the teachers have a different set of eight kids that are absent every day. Oh, no kidding. And I can just imagine the piles of makeup work. And I think that if you, if you, I mean, yes, so it, it must be overwhelming. And how do you get out of an overwhelming situation? You simplify and you focus right? You don't think about all this stuff that isn't happening. You think about what needs to happen. What is most important in moving forward? How can I simplify and focus? If, and as a leader, I always go back to like thinking about uh, Cotter's change framework. And as soon as you have your strategic vision and you've got your volunteer army, the next thing you do as a leader is you remove uh, barriers to enable action. So what I think we need to do at all levels is we need to look at what are the things that are uh, causing gridlock or that are causing that overwhelmed feeling in our work. And we need to say, what are the things that we can remove, not add, uh, remove that will allow us to actually do the action we need to do. Um, and, uh, and I think that leaders can help teachers um, by saying, hey, there are some things that we traditionally ask you to do in schools. We're not going to ask you to do those things anymore. Teachers can do that with their students. They can say, hey, you know, if it was a normal uh, January 31st or February 1st, happy Lunar New Year, by the way, um, th- then, uh, you, you you know, we, we would do this, but it's not a normal February 1st. So let's, let's, let's figure out what are the things we should do that are the most impactful that um, are going to get us the furthest right now. And then let's do those things really well and take some of the pressure off of ourselves and our students and kind of society and and say, but we're still moving forward. We're still making a difference. We're still having an impact. 
Absolutely. I think, um, I think just that overwhelm is such a big deal right now. And, uh, you know, you mentioned sub shortages. Um, I cannot tell you a single district or school that I have spoken to this year across the country that doesn't have a sub shortage. I mean, we had them before. Now it's just exacerbated because, you know, we constantly have, you know, this teacher out or this teacher out or, or, you know, whatever. I mean, that's, that's a tangent I could probably chase for 20 minutes, but, but what I worry about, and I think, you know, we're hearing this across, across the country is now because teachers are feeling so overwhelmed, so exhausted, our leaders are feeling so overwhelmed, so exhausted. Where does that lead us? And is it the edge of a cliff or is it an opportunity with this potential? And I I think it's, maybe a little bit bigger than potential, but incredible potential teacher shortage yeah. and for that matter, leader shortage. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be, it's, it's going to be brutal this, this spring. And I think that the leaders and the systems that succeed the best are going to be uh, thinking about how they're going to restructure and reorganize right now. Um, the, you know, the biggest thing that I'm, hearing that is weighing on leaders and is causing um, the the emotional turmoil is this like the severe isolation that leaders are feeling at all levels. Um, And uh, they've got isolation, which they kind of always have, but right now they've got lots of doubt too, uh, and lots of unknowns. And, um, and teachers often, I mean, when you think about it, you go into that classroom, you're still in a very isolated position, man, you and I both know the superintendency, there's no more isolated position in the world. No one knows what you're, what you're doing and, and uh, how you're feeling. And, and to have the doubt that is also in place right now is a, is a crippling feeling. And, and um, what I would say is, you know, hopefully we can, we can give people opportunities to be less isolated. Like how, how do we build a lot of the work we're doing right now at, at CEI is building networks so that, um, so that we can get leaders together. Um, and for, you know, I'm, you might be able to, you know, Darren, and then your listeners are going to find out. I like to talk a lot, man. I'll tell you when we do these networks, I, I, I really push myself to talk as little as possible. It's, it's the most lightly facilitated thing we do anymore. We get together leaders, we throw out a provocative idea, maybe a two or three minute provocation, and then we step the heck away. And we let the leaders talk to each other and talk about what are they feeling? What are they experiencing? um, What challenges are they uh, running into? And then they start to ideate and they start to sympathize with each other. And they start to really relate to each other in ways that um, are are productive and are are, um, uh, like they they get more ideas and they get more um, momentum going. And when they leave, they're able to go back into their uh, uh, situation um, with new, fresh ideas, but more importantly, just kind of ready to do the work. And I think we need to help teachers do that same work. I mean, man, there are a lot of teachers right now that I think they just want to leave. But we, we, if we can find time, that's the magic thing to get yeah. them to have um, yeah. opportunities and and not do like structured PD for them. Like, don't do what I did as a school leader when I had time. I'd talk and we'd do more and we'd, we'd download more information just give them some space to process and reflect and, and get ideas that they need right then. Um, 
I don't find, I never, I never, when I do that, I don't see, um, they're not talking about the Broncos game. They're not talking about um, the NBA. They're they're not talking about the weather. They're in the work, but we just provoke and then give space and let people talk. I think we should do that same thing for teachers. Oh, absolutely. I I think one of the most powerful things for me last year, um, well, you know, when I was still a superintendent was to be able to sit with my colleagues and just decompress because you're right. You know, as, as the leader of a school district, you always feel like you're on the Island. I mean, no matter what, not even pandemic, I mean, pre pandemic, you're on the Island, especially in a small district, but throw in the pandemic and throw in, you know, this school board thinks we should do this. And that school board thinks we should do this. And the governor is not necessarily going to step in. Oh, but then he does. And then, Oh, wait, now he pulls back. As, as the leader of the district, you feel like, and you know it's not true, but you feel like, oh my God, I'm all alone right now. And when you're able to sit and just, you know, crack a beer, you know, have a, have a cup of coffee, whatever it is with your colleagues, That's right. there's so much power to that. And you're right with our teachers, the same thing. They need to be able to have those conversations and they need to be and, and actually, I'm, uh, this is some work that I'm doing with, with uh, a guy I'm partnered with in, in, uh, in Minnesota. We're working with, with schools and districts around the country right now to just come in and, and on those PD days, not have any initiatives, but just, just say, hey, we get it. We know what you're going through. We know it's a struggle, but let's take a couple of steps back. Let's focus on ourselves let's start to set all the noise aside. Let's, let's decide that in my car, the only person that's riding shotgun is somebody who's going to be positive and lift me up. Mm-hmm. Let's decide that instead of being the person who names the problem, you know, like being a therm, uh, like being a thermometer, the thermometer can tell you what temp is, but I ain't going to fix it. Right. Thermostat, you know, right. be that one who can solve problems, you know, um, just wow. Let go of what you can't control, turn the noise off, Listen to listen to the, your fellow teachers about not only what's what's a struggle, but also what is going well. There's still a lot of great things happening in schools right now, yeah, Alex. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I, I love that. It's it's a uh, it's the same message, right? Simplify and find the joy. Simplify so that we can we can uh, figure out what are the things that we can control and that we can make the biggest impact in right now. Um, uh, in students' lives, how are we how are we building those strong relationships and building resilience um, and and driving learning forward? I mean, that's all still important. But but what are the things we can let go and not sweat the small stuff on and and give ourselves some some grace and give our students some grace, give our leaders some grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Absolutely. that, that's a, that's a big thing. Like everybody's got a leader, right? Even when you and I were, were uh, superintendents, we still worked with that board and, and we asked for grace for them because we're not infallible. We're making decisions. And sometimes yeah. those decisions aren't going to go great. We're asking for grace and we're giving grace and hopefully receiving grace as well. Absolutely. So, so I got to ask you this, um, before we get to our last question, I had a conversation with, um, a high school leader in, uh, Tennessee last week. And as I was talking with him, um, he's somebody I've known for a little while. So I was able to ask, no, really, how are you? You know, and, and he kind of, here it came. But he said something in the conversation that I think was one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard. And so I just, I want to say that to you. And then I'm going to stop talking and just react to what you hear. What you hear. 
what he said to me was more than ever, Darren, right now, leaders need leadership. Mm. That's, that's the best. And, and you know what? Um, I, I love that. And I agree with it a hundred percent. You know, you and I are in pretty enviable positions right now. We get to, we get to work with leaders and um, in a non-evaluative, non-judgmental way, it's pure support. That's why I love my job. And, and I encourage leaders to find that in their lives, to find someone that will talk to them will help them develop their own thinking about leadership. And, and it's so easy right now to be so focused on the immediate. And uh, a lot of times I'm sure you're doing the same thing when I'm talking to leaders and doing executive coaching. I'm like, hey, well, let's talk about what's happening right now. And let's, what's gonna, let's talk about what's going to happen three and six months from now so that we're able to zoom out. And when, when you zoom out away from the problem, sometimes they look back at the immediate problems and they're like, well, those two are just stressing me out, but they're not that important. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let's let that go then. Or let's, let's make some quick decisions. Just get those off your plate. So um, I, I think uh, you're exactly right. Uh, leaders right now need to think about, work on, develop, and practice their leadership more than ever. Um, this uh, leadership isn't something you're born with, right? It's something right. you develop. And you and geez, I'm a better leader now than I was when I was a superintendent. I can tell you because yeah. I I've studied leadership. I I just go around and watch people like you doing the job and 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 all of our other great colleagues. Um, and, and it's uh it's something that I encourage those networks like site visits, doing seeing as believing peer visits. These are you you go and you can give feedback to your colleague, but you drive away and you're like wow. That I loved these little moments where I learned about uh, something about leadership. I want to be better at that. So I, I love what your, your colleague in Nevada said, and he's exactly right. Leaders need leadership more than ever. Absolutely. So, so with that, let's, let's lead into our, uh, our final question of the podcast. And of course, title of the podcast is Leaning Into Leadership. And right. so my question for you is, Alex, how are you currently leaning into leadership? Well, I, you know, there's a couple of things that, um, that I've been thinking about a lot lately. One is uh, really, uh, I've been challenged by and inspired by the work of uh, uh, our friend, uh, Landon Mascarenas, who works with us at CEI. And he's really been pushing us to think about the systems that we lead and how opened or closed are they. Um, and uh, one of the things I've been trying to think about is uh, some of the messes we've gotten into in our nation's schools, where we've had people taking over school boards. Um, it's really because I think a big part of it was that schools are traditionally um, not especially open and, and clear with what they're doing. They've been relatively closed systems. And there are some people on the outside of those closed systems that are scratching their heads saying, I don't think I trust what's going on in there. And it's a lack of trust, which is really um, because they have a lack of information. They don't have, they don't have their, it isn't open. So people don't know what's going on in there. So they assume the worst intent. They assume the worst um, uh, is happening. So what have they done? They've taken over the school boards. And I think a lot of the school boards now are on the inside and they're looking around at their school that they just quote unquote took over and they're going, hey, 
uh, these people were doing pretty much the best work that they could do. They were making pretty good decisions. There's no there there. And uh, and now guess what? They're in the seats that have to make the hard decisions that um, don't have an, a, a, a perfect right or wrong answer because none of the decisions you and I made, the important decisions you and I made had a perfect right or wrong answer. Right. Man, I was looking for one that I was 100% sure of. I don't think I ever got one um, because <laughs> right. leadership is, is questionable, right? So that's one thing is, and, and I would encourage you for a future uh, Leaning Into Leadership podcast to invite Landon to come talk about the open system. Absolutely. Um, uh, and the second thing that I'm doing is um, trying to help people. I, it's been my theme all along, right? Um, uh, really focus and get intentional about the work that you have to do that's going to have the highest impact. And the way we've done that is through um, helping people learn about um, high quality strategic planning that is co-created and co-produced with their community um, to build that public value back. So people say, our schools are great places. They're doing that. It's the best investment we can make is to invest in our future by having the best educational programs possible in our community. Um, and, uh, but to feel like they've got a voice and they've got, um, they, they've got co-creation and co-production opportunities to get in there and say, this is what I want. And then work with their schools to develop those those vision, those strategic visions, and then how are they going to get to it? So um, these are kind of the uh, the things that I've been leaning into in my own leadership is trying to get better at change management, trying to get better at focusing and 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 being more careful in the work that we're choosing to do um, to make sure that it's the highest impact, simplify and focus. Man, that's I think that's the that's my call word for 2022. I love that simplify and focus. That's that's what it's all about, right there. Um, I'll certainly put all put all your contact information in the show notes, Alex. But uh, what's what's the best way to for people to con, uh, connect with you if they want to learn more about CEI? Just just talk with you some more. Or just stay connected with you. Yeah, send me an email and let's connect and and find out how we can help. Uh, CEI is an amazing organization. We've got lots of things that we do to help uh, schools and districts uh, continue to get better. Our our mission is to um, uh, expand and and promote innovation and improvement all across um, uh, our state. And we started to do work even in other states. So it's exciting. Uh, So uh, reach out. I'd love to talk to you. All right. Right on. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Alex. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you to Alex Carter for being a guest on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. I sure had a lot of fun in that conversation, and I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation and learning from Alex. If you want to get in touch with Alex, all of his contact information is in the show notes. Before we go, let's have a little pep talk. You know, Alex talked a lot about simplify and focus. And I think that's something that all of us, no matter our leadership role, can really, really do. You know, there's so little that we're able to control right now. So what we can do is take a look at everything we have going on. Take a look at the things that truly are important. Those things that are really going to make a high level of impact. And stay focused on those. And maybe this is the time to set aside those things that aren't necessarily having the high impact that you want them to have. Let those things go. This is a really good time to do that. I hope that as leaders, we're willing and comfortable with letting things go because we know that those that we serve 
will continue to follow our lead. We hear quite frequently from educators how overfilled their plates are. If as the leaders, we're willing to let some things go and tell them, let them know, hey, I'm letting go of some things and I'm giving you permission to let go of things as well. Man, what an empowering statement for you to share with your staff or with as the classroom teacher for you to share with your students. Let's focus on what really matters, the things that are truly going to make a high impact on kids and on learning. And let's start to let go of some of the things that maybe just belong on the periphery. That's such an important step. And I challenge you this week to get out there and do that. And while we're on challenges, I'm going to say this. If you're enjoying the Leaning Into Leadership podcast, I want to suggest another podcast you just might love. One of my favorite podcasts right now is the Teaching Champions podcast. It's done by my friend Brian Martin, a second grade teacher in Western New York. Man, you talk about somebody who is passionate about what he does. Do yourself a favor. Check out the Teaching Champions podcast by Brian Martin. Folks, you're not going to regret it. Thank you so much for joining me for episode four of the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Have a road to awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.